0: Nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring today. Robert Half is here to help. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: Coming up on a special holiday edition of the Money Beat podcast, the first half certainly was a roller coaster ride in the capital markets. What will the second half look like? We are coming to you with our second half preview.
2: This is Money Beat
1: from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Steven Grosser. Welcome to a special Independence Day edition of the Money Beat podcast. Paul and Steven in the studio, along with our dear friends Jack Otter from Barron's and Chuck Jaffe from Market Watch, gentlemen. How are we doing uh, on this lovely holiday? I'm doing couldn't, pretty good.
3: Couldn't be better. Good. Independence Day. Independence is kind of a global theme right now, right? It, it is kind of a global theme. It's a, it's a meme. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a meme. Hashtag independence.
1: Hashtag independent right. And, and I know that we, we probably should have done this before... The, the second half of the year actually started, but we didn't because there were other things going on. But let's do it now. Let's let's take a look. While we have a little time here, right? Everyone's got a little time. Everyone, hopefully, you're, you're listening to this while you're stealing five minutes away from the, the barbecue because you can't miss Money Beat ever, so you got to hear it even though the barbecue's going on. But take a few minutes away. Let, let's look ahead at the second half of the year. Uh, in the markets, politically, what can we expect? Because, especially given everything we saw in the first half, the first half went uh, a lot of uh, – unusual directions, I think the second half has some big, huge, knowable things coming up, but I think probably will send us in some odd directions as well. Noble or notable? Notable. Okay. Notable. Maybe noble. Who knows? We'll have to see. (laughs) We'll have to see. But, uh, you know, let's look ahead ahead at the second half of 2016.
3: Well, I think we have to start, in my mind, with bond yields. Yeah. Uh, I always like to say that the bond guys are a little bit smarter than the stock cowboys. And I hope they're wrong, or I hope they're being manipulated by central bankers, because the the bond market is sending some serious red flags up. Right uh, on Friday, the ten-year U.S. bond touched, an, I believe, an all-time low. Right uh, in, certainly in intraday, lower than 2012. Intraday, trading, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yeah. Down to a 1.3 and change. Uh, now you you just don't buy bonds at that level unless you're very scared of the future, or because all the other developed markets are giving you negative yields. Right. So maybe 1.3 seems like a high high-yield bond, but it's a little bit scary.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the question. If you looked at those bond yields on their own, uh, you would think the world's coming to an end. Right. I mean, those are very, very scary. Well, well And basically what that means, folks, if you're not huge bond people, is if people are, are pouring into bonds, they are buying bonds, what they're doing is driving the yields down. So if the yields are going lower, it's a sign that there is a ton of money going into bonds. Um.
3: And but, often that's because of
1: fear. Fear, right, right, because yeah. bonds are safer than than other riskier assets. But my question is, to what extent do we believe that though what we're seeing in the bond market these days is a reflection of uh, just a, a completely wide-open market, and that's, free of central bank interference?
3: That's the question. That's yeah, the it's question. Tough to answer that.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I think, for me, the bond market is where you sort of see how a lot of the things that are going on are hitting home And you know, if you want to go wow what's the impact of the brexit and you you look a week plus now after the vote you look at mortgage rates mm-hmm. mortgage rates dropped to near record lows in the week after the the british vote yeah and you're watching sort of those things happen and going okay well, if I'm an investor and I have the cash, where do I want to be going with it? If the market scares me and I can't get anything in bonds, I'm looking at what can I do. And you can certainly finance the real estate pretty easily right now. So it'll be interesting to see if that has its own ramifications for investors. Hmm. I, have a feeling, I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of, of return of the house flippers, low money down, uh, garbagey things like that. Yeah. as uh, That emotion comes to the forefront. Well,
3: that worked out really well last time.
0: <laughs> right, right.
3: It's time to refi again.
0: Look, if if people only did what actually worked out well the last time, we'd have a society that already accepts index funds and gives up most active management. <laughs> but they don't. So, And they're not going to anytime soon.
1: Well, let's talk about the, the stock market. Uh, the first half of the year, you know, the, the rally at the end of June kind of got the down the S and P back into the green. Uh, Nasdaq finished down. Second quarter earnings season is coming up. Big election is coming up. Britain is in political chaos. Global economy doesn't look so hot. Neither does U.S. economy, in my, in my opinion. Start me all right. Start me off with just second quarter earnings. Do we think uh, there'll be? an event will they matter are they important I mean we know that they're not going to be good so what's the upshot there
3: I've been lousy for a long time yeah. Uh, yeah. and the market has kind of moved higher despite that right. so maybe it's not a big deal yeah
2: no, I mean, they're, they're, they're forecast, I think, to decline 5.2, the S&P 500 companies and the S&P 500. So, I mean, that's not great. I mean, the interesting thing is that, you know, companies with more exposure to the U.S., the majority of their exposure sales coming from the U.S. are actually supposed to, you know, should report um, flat earnings. And if you get rid of oil out of that, they're expected to report uh, growth uh, compared to, you know, companies with more exposure to overseas um, so, I mean, that's, you know, one sort of interesting nugget about, you know, earnings this quarter. But, yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with Jack. I mean, they've been bad for a while and the markets, you know, sort of shrugged it off and moved higher.
3: The dollar has risen in response to Brexit, which ain't great for those companies, the big still, multinationals.
2: Isn't it still down on the year, though? Yes. So, I mean, that's, and and that's the other thing, too. Is, I mean, I think a lot of, you know, where oil goes is going to, for the second half earnings, not just second quarter, second half earnings. um, Oil, the average oil price in the second, I mean, in the third and fourth quarter, if oil can hold these prices, the average oil price um, will be below that, um, where we are now. So, that bodes well for, you know, energy companies' um, earnings in the second half.
0: The S&P was up about 3.75 first half of the year. If you had said that after the first week to week and a half of the year, <laughs> right. I don't think anybody would have believed you. A month yeah. and a half. <laughs> you, you actually enter the second half of the year with far more that you are concerned about than you entered the first half of the year. And if you asked me to place a bet or told me I had to wager my money on something – I would say we're going to wind up finishing this year right around 7.5% gain on the S&P, but it won't be easy to get there.
3: Chuck, Mm -hmm. is that 3.75 total return or just index return?
0: That's total.
3: Okay. Right. Yeah. So still, 7, 7.5%. Seven if you could if do that again, seven and a half percent that's not right bad. Now,
0: the, the problem is, the problem for many people is that 7.5% is not acceptable because they haven't saved enough. They need to get 12% to justify the fact that they're saving badly. So, you know, that's part of the, the problem. And I think the, the real danger right now is that a lot of people are going to hurt themselves at this particular market inflection point. You know, if you watch fund flows into things like bear market funds... You've got people jumping in. They're not jumping in because they want to make a bearish allocation that they say, okay, I'm adding 5% you know, of my portfolio to a bear market fund, and I'll rebalance. They're adding to a bearish fund because they're going, hey, I just went through something that was really uncomfortable, and now I need to buckle my seatbelt.
3: After the crash.
0: Yeah, pretty much. It's, let's, let's not call it a crash.
3: No, no, no. I know. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm making the auto analogy, not the market analogy. Yeah, no, exactly.
0: After, after whatever it is that threw them out of their seat, now let's buckle up. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of folks are doing.
2: I also think in the second half, the, the thing that's driven the markets for the last, you know, since the financial crisis is is whether, you know, it's going to be, still be there. I mean, it's whether what the Fed policy is going to do. Right. Are they going to raise rates? Um, you know, how many times are we going to do it? It looks like, you know... Uh, one maybe, maybe at most one twenty-five um, basis point yeah. increase. But um, that's that's I think like going to be a big question mark. Yeah, um, and it's not, and the timing of it is actually going to be really interesting. Do the does the Fed raise in September? I mean, uh, you, know, you know, like that's in the midst of a presidential right. election, and the Fed is <laughs> typically, you know, shied away from doing right. that. Or
1: I mean, I we're going to have a full summer of. British political chaos, leading into I think the prime minister election is in September, right? Somebody correct me if I'm. I'm I don't. Or know. October, maybe it's October. It's right around then.
2: Yeah, it's in, it's a few months. You know, right. E- either way,
1: either way, if if that is affecting Britain, Europe, markets over there, the pound, the euro, all those things, and. The Fed is a little nervous, you know, will they hike in September? You've also got the U.S. election coming
3: up. Will they do it ahead of the U.S. election? Who knows? Unless we see incredibly strong economic growth that right. makes the, the Fed nervous that they really yeah. have to quash any yeah, future put, put inflation. Put odds on that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Jack Otter. So, <laughs> put so odds the, on that. So I think that answers our question. Yeah. Between the political... You know, issue and the fact that we're unlikely to see huge growth, why on earth would they raise in September? Right.
2: But, the, I mean, uh, to take the sort of counter argument, I mean, you know, given the market's reaction to Brexit last week, you know, well, you have to, like, if if the market's sort of taking Brexit in stride, if investors in this country are sort of 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 the opinion that this is really going to be in the immediate future a UK focused thing, you know, and the data starts looking good for the U.S., It's going to be, you know, does the Fed have to raise rates or are they going to feel they need to? Because they definitely want to. I
0: was going to say, do they have to? Yes. Do they need to? Yes. (laughs) Will they have the stones necessary to make it happen? Right. Maybe not.
1: Yeah. That's the real question. I mean, look, they say they're data dependent. I mean, if the data tells you to hike.
2: That's why this Friday's jobs report is going to be, you know, I think a really interesting one. Again, I mean, June's was, you know, a shocker. Um, It's going to be interesting to see what this one looks like. Right. All
1: right. Right. Uh, Go ahead, uh, Chuck. We'll give you the last word. I
2: was going to say, I mean, do I
0: think the Fed's going to. I think that the Fed is now at a spot where they they won't do anything in september because they don't want to run the risk that they change anything or you know that the market reacts and you wind up having people at all factor that into the election
2: right right and
0: so so then we'll get to december and they will be desperate to try to do something at that point
1: yeah yeah, could be right. All right, listen, we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, I want to thank you, gentlemen. I want to thank you all for listening. I know this is a holiday, so we appreciate your time, as always. And look for us uh, later this week. And be a big week in the markets. The Claude three model family by Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. Haiku is lightning fast and cost-effective. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Learn more at anthropic.com slash claude.